and Josh is ready. Oh. Okay, good morning. And a good Gibanshtiar. So we resume where I left off. So really, it's a hemshel from last year, but every uh, shir is self contained. So I've been going through the whole Seder Stalstos and even higher than Seder Stalstos from. We started from uh, Asmus and Erensov, lifting at Tzimtzum and the Tzimtzum and the Shimu and the Kav and the Elmus Adam Kadman, Akudim, Nekudim, Vrudim, Atzilus, Tayu, Tikun, Bria, the Svidus. I went through all the Svidus, Chachma through Malchus, and many of the different dimensions of that. And then the last year was on Bria, Elam Habria. And the Havara, the, the transition from Atzilus to Bria. So, more or less up to the world of Yitzhida. Now, the, the way I've been presenting it has been not just to understand just the definition of each of these Madregas, but also the necessity. Everything has a purpose, nothing has to be. Especially by the Ebishter, he's not mukhrich in anything. So he doesn't have to create any world. He could just have said, I want to have a world. And you have Elam Asiyah, the world we see. But as we know, from both from Sukim and also from logic, that the Ebishter did create, Ulechvedi Barosov, Yitzartov, Afasisiv, as we say every morning, Neshomesh Anasata, Bitehiri, he. At the Barasa, at the Yitzarta, at the Nefachta B, at the Meshamra Bikirbi. So we see clearly that the Ebishter wanted the world to be created in Naseder and Hadraga, with order. Firstly, for us to understand it, because he created us in that way, that we're understanding and logical creatures. So we therefore have, let me just take, thank you. So therefore, we understand things when they're structured. How goofy, Kasha, why the Ebrister made a different structure, not a different structure, that we'll never know. But as the Alter Rebbe says in one place, that Semach said, it quotes the Alter Rebbe, that that it should be the Seichel, the way the Seichel is Ata. Meaning how he created it, then we know, that's how the Ebrister wanted it. So, based on this Seichel, we understand everything is with a Seder. You can't go to step two if you don't have step one. You can't go to Beis if you don't have Aleph. And the same thing, is a Masudadika process. So in the language of that Izal, for example, So the first thing was, before Briya Seilam, before the Tzimtzum, was Eden Sof, seamless. Achdus Apshuta, or in the Loshan of the Medrash, the Yem Echad. Yem Rishon was called Yem Echad, because it's Achdus. Then comes a Tzimtzum, the Simpson conceals the Elokos, and then all the Pratim that are involved in that, and then just like a teacher has to conceal his intelligent brilliance in order for the student to be able to be present. And then the whole process that we understand, they say, and so on. So what I've been doing is trying to explain how each part of Seydishtashlis is necessary in this logical structure. Firstly, for us to understand the Elokos, so that's also a mitzvah. Yidiyas Hashem, Yidiyas Halakus, Yidiyas Habeda. 
דאסה לקי אביכו. וידעת היום, ושווה לבבך, ויהיו אלוקים בשמיים ומעל לארץ מתוך הסנאות. And secondly, for Aveda purposes, you can't serve properly if you don't go with Aseda Vadraga. You can't just jump. Just like we say, uh, we grow as children into adults. And so on. So the same thing in Aveda Sa'adam, you go, every day, Aveda Sa'adfila. You start first with Maidani and Bechas Ashachar, and then comes Psukah de Zimra. And then Bichas Krishma, Krishma, Shemanesra. It's climbing Sulamutsavatsa, climbing a ladder. You can't climb to the top of the ladder if you don't go in step one, step two. Zman Lizman, as this explains, we have an ability to jump, to leap, either through Tshuva or through an Aveda that is Mesidus Nefesh. But that's not the Tmidin Kasidran. That's not the orderly Seder, especially one that's integrated and internalized. And for it to be Primizdik, you can't jump, you can't become. Suddenly, Ben Ben Nechameshas the Gemara. If he didn't have Ben Chamesh the Mikra, so therefore, understanding the Seder Shtalshlus and each Madrega is also helping us understand how we can grow in our Aveda. So, just like we say every morning, every Krishna, we say several times a day. You don't jump to Chol Meidecha before you have Bchol Nafshcha, Bchol Vavcha, Bchol Nafshcha. So. Wherever you turn, you'll see everything is with Aseidim Masudim. Even the month of Tishrei we're coming from. And there you could say there is a certain leap. Nevertheless, also say there's Rosh Hashanah, Sersi Meitshuvah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot. Every day, Kol Yema Ovedavidita. So every day. So essentially, that was the main focus of the two things. And the third thing I've been focusing on is also how it helps us understand Agdus Hashem by explaining each madrega, because at the end of the day, all these madregas are, are just a way for us to connect with the Ebishter in ways that we, as I said, so every step is necessary in this, we'll call interface, or memutza, in Tzedrish Tashlus. So with that in mind, and I've repeated it many times in different shiurim, so up to, after going through all those dagas, and it's all been recorded, if anybody wants to go back, it's all on the Kail website. On the Kail website, all these uh, different shiurim, probably by now at least 30, if not more, that I went through all these madregas. So we're up to Bria and Yitzira. And that's to sum up what we've learned, and I also wanted to refer to a letter from the Rebbe, which I mentioned, but I wanted to look inside, read it inside. It's a very interesting letter. Um, so... In the, in the context of Elmas, even though the word is Elmas, as I pointed out, they're not planets. They're really madregas. It's four dimensions, if you wish, or four paradigms, <coughs> if you want a fancier word. But, but, but they are four stages in any process, and we discussed it. Anything you do, even have a business plan, or building a building, or, creating, or writing a book, or uh, composing music, you go through four general steps for it to be a healthy structure. First, you have to have a vision. What's your vision? What do you imagine? What do you want to have? That's Atzilus, Elam Ahdus. That's how the Ebersht envisions existence. So it has Edus and Kalim and the Svidus. There's a structure. But it's not focused on the building itself, so to speak, but it's focused on the Kavonos Elakis, the Kavonos Elakis in the building. So it's like the architect envisioning what kind of home 
or structure he wants to have. Then comes the actual process of building. And when you build, it also is in stages. You don't just build the final product. First, you have an outline. You always have to have an outline, sometimes called a skeleton. The general outline, just like you make an outline, like when you see in the beginning of a sefer, a mafteach, mafteach in yonim, in the, the, the topics that will be addressed. Or in a business plan, several chapters, a few prokim, details of the prokim. Then you flesh it out, that, that's more the bria, yesh, the bria say yesh. But it's a chemer without a tzura, and then you, you tzira from the word tzura, you give it shape and form. Then you flesh out each section. Each detail section, you break it down into the details. And then the final step is asiyah, is the final product. So if you go anywhere you see a construction site, and if you follow the steps, you'll see they always go through these steps. So there's always a blueprint that the architect created, and everyone follows that blueprint. You know, where the, which room will be where, which floor will be where, so on. Then there's the, you'll see often when a building is being put up, after they put the foundation, you'll just see an outline. You can't even know what's going to happen. You just see the, the main beams and the main, the main general structure. Then on the next stage, you start seeing it start taking shape and form. You see the tzura. And then the final product is when the safe Maisem, Machshav, Etchil, the end is Asiya, it's finished. And the same way Rashi says, Breshis Baral Akim it's everything was created, Maimed Echod, Breshis, like in a nuclear, like in a concentrated uh, nucleus, in a concentrated like seed. And then it develops. Look at a child's development. It doesn't begin a full blown child with Ramachi Varim and It starts off as a seed fertilizing an egg. You have one cell upon conception, and then comes slowly the Sidus Havlad which is in stages, the first trimester, second, third, and at some point, you, you could, today, today with different uh, technology, you actually can see the development. It takes time. But suddenly, so Imamish see the Seder of Asilus B'ri Yitzir everywhere. Now in our context, what we need to understand is how the Ebishter created the world. And also, as I said, how we reverse the process by climbing from Asiya to Yitzir to B'riya to Asilus. So if you think of any particular uh, thing in life, and I use this all the time in my work, when you want to help people, advise people on different issues they're struggling with or dealing with. So let's take chesed. It's a, a classic example. Chesed is, as we know, the middle of chesed is the middle of love and kindness. Ava. So you can ask the question, what kind of ava is a person have? Is it on the Atzillus level? Is it on a Bria level? On a Yitzida level? Or on a Asiya level? What that simply means, and I discussed this a few years uh, back, just uh, again, reviewing it, always healthy to uh, review. So for instance, I see on a, a chesed and a seer level is what we'd call biological chesed. You know, the natural love that every person has to someone that's close to them. But it could be very biological, or to use the language uh, that we use, nefesh, roch, neshama, chay, yechida, also corresponds. Nefesh is the asiya, ruach is yitzira, Neshama is Bria, and Atzilus is Chaya, and Keser is Yechida, or Elam is Ensof is Yechida. So on a nefesh level, it's the basic thing, just like you have natural love of a father and mother to a child. It doesn't necessarily have any profound inner work. It's biological. It's the way we're wired. It's basically more like a reactive. You react, that's how we react. When you like someone, that you, have, you love someone, they're part of your life, they're part of your family, is natural love. Ruach, or in the world of Yitzira, the love is already far more 
a deeper love. It's more, you work on these emotions. It's with the Aveda. In Bria, it's even deeper. In Atsilas, is the Ava in its purest form as it's rooted in the Etzah meaning how the Ebrishter has Ava to us and how we have Ava to the Ebrishter. So whenever you see, let's say, in a relationship, a, po- a problem between, let's say, husband and wife, or between parent and child, or between friends, so you can immediately identify, if you look closely and you're trained, where is this Ava, where does it stand? Is it a Asiyadik Ava? For most people, it's Asiya. That's why they have problems. Because whenever you start from the vision, from Atsilas, like, why did you get married in the first place? What was the common denominator that connected the two of you? Many, many people who have, let's say, Shalom Bayes issues, sometimes they lose sight of, of the Iker, and they make a, a Tofla Iker and an Iker a Tofla. So Atsilas is like focusing on the Iker, where does it all originate from? We know in the Torah it says that the Ebrister Nibara Elokim is Adam, Both are two halves of Atzalim Elokim. When you're able to connect to that part of what Ava, where Ava is rooted in its true place, it's far easier to solve problems. I know it's easier said than done, but I'm just talking conceptually now. However, when it comes down to levels of Bria, Yitzirasiya, there the love is already on a level of either the creation level or, or formation or shape and form level or action level. And that's where it can be more complicated. So in that healthy relationship, you always want it to go from Atsilis downward, not the opposite. So when you ask people, for example, uh, I ask them, who are you? And they give you their business card and you tell them, well, that's what you do. That's not who you are. That's not who you are. You're not a carpenter. You, you are, that's your job. You're not a uh, business person. That's, again, your job. Who are you is your neshama, the reason that Hashem created you. And then there's the, that's, that's the etzem. That's, I call it the atzilis within you, the tehedehi. Neshama shenesatebi tehedehi. What you do is already how it manifests in this world. And unfortunately for many people, what they do defines who they are, when it really should be the opposite. Who you are, in other words, your neshama should define what you do, not what you do defines what your neshama. In other words, your goof shouldn't be telling your body, your, your body shouldn't be telling your soul what to do. Your soul should be telling your body what to do. Which is the essence of what Tanya is all about. The Muhammad between these two forces. So I'm not going to go through the whole uh, discussion on exactly how you fight this battle. It's not negated to this particular shear. I just wanted to explain how you can take these four elements and by looking at them closely, you can actually apply it because the keiches hanefesh are nishtal shlumahen from the Sviris. So your keiches are, have all four dimensions. You have that silas within you, the bria within you, the yitzira and asiyah. And like I said, we say every morning, neshamesh and nesatabi, everyone says, tehiri at the barasa at the at the nefachtabi. So it's a befeirish at that everybody says, I don't know how much kavone and how much um, we, are, we understand the meaning of it, but when you think about it, what you're really doing is essentially discussing your four dimensions within you, and they go in that order. It starts from Tahira, it doesn't start from Nefachtabi. In different terms, where people, I was just uh, a few, uh, two weeks ago, I uh, gave a course to a few life coaches. And I wanted to hear from a Chsidish point of view how I would add something to their work and how they coach people. So I said, in life coaching, the most important thing is like in everything in life, you have to always begin with your matara. What's your tachlis? What's, someone, what's the per, what are you go, looking for? 
if you start saying, I'm looking for to be able to pay my bills, that's the means. That's an emtsoi. To pay your bills means to be able to live. But why do you want to live? And why do you want to pay your bills? What's the ultimate goal? In the English language, it's called, what's the mission statement? What's the mission? And that's like the atzillus and everything. The ultimate, what is the real purpose of everything? The tachlis. So we know, uh, like it says, uh, These are expressions that define why you're here. Then comes the next question, how? That's the what. The how is how are you going to implement that in your life? But you always have to begin with that matara. So in life coaching, what you want to teach someone is find out what is it you really want to accomplish. Now, that's not always an easy question to answer, but you're looking for that. What do you want to really get to? You want to become a billionaire? Is that your goal? So then ask why. What are you going to do with the money? Oh, when I'll have money, then I'll be able to make all the choices. But most people do not have a clue why they're here. So the first thing is always to know why. What's the matara? What's your destination? Then you say, okay, how am I going to get from here to there? But how could you define how you're going to get there if you don't even know where you want to get to? You want to go to Israel? You have to travel this way. You want to go to Africa? You travel a different way. Actually, from here, it's both in that direction. But, you know, you get the idea. So the point is that everything has to begin with a matara. And then you move into how you get there. So that's where the elements come to very practical uh, application. I'm just giving some examples. There are infinite amount of examples that everybody can apply. I just want to make it very real. And it's not just some abstract thing. You learn that my modim are teaching the very dynamics of it. That's what a maimer is. It's like teaching, like just like Lahavdu. You look at a medical journal, it'll teach you what a human body biology looks like. It'll give you the, all the so-called... Um, coordinates, all the details, like dissecting the anatomy of something. But if you understand why, why do we need to know about these elements? The truth is it's what helps us understand the structure of our lives and how structured it is and how, and ultimately, as I said, to understand how the Ebershtus, what's the Ebershtus kavon? So, Avram Yitzhak Yankov, Oves Hen Hen They were Atzillus even. They were people from Atzillus. They lived their lives completely aligned with what the Ebershtus wanted every second. Alter Rebbe says, 24-7. Then the neshama is from Yitzira and Asiya. And the lower the neshama, the lower its, its consciousness is of what the divine kavon is. That doesn't mean we can't reach there. That's our Aveda. And for them, it's a different Aveda. But the point is, that's the difference between neshama vatsilis and neshama and Asiya. So with that uh, so-called over, overview, which as I said, is really for all the shiurim, let's go back now where I'm up to is, we're up to is Briya to Yitzira. So I wanted to pause, pause just to stop a moment and read a few sections from a letter from the Rebbe, which I mentioned in an earlier class. It's a letter written on Aleph El Tavshan Ches. So it's Igris Kedish, Chelik Bey's page, Shinayin Gimel, if you want to look it up, 373. It's Igeres Shin Sadik, sorry. The letter is Shin Sadik, and it's written to Atomim Yehuda Leib, Bistritsky. So many of you know the Bistritsky family. This is their grandfather who lived here many years in Crown Heights, the head of Atzala, has many children here in Israel and Svas. Son was uh, uh, Olav Shalom, Rab Levi Bistritsky. Yeah, this is Yehuda Leib, I said. Yehuda Leib, yeah. Label. Levi Bistritsky, who was the, the chief rabbi of Tzvas. Um 
So it just, just it's, it's an interesting letter. I just want to read some sections of it. She says, Mechtove kibalti, hini ashayla sheshayl enim klotz kashis, kileshene bimechtove. I'll just translate for those that want translation. I received your letter, and the questions you asked, they're not klotz kashis as you write in your letter. Because he, he, he apparently, as we'll see in a moment what the questions are, he wrote letter, a letter, and then he apologized to the Rebbe, essentially. I, I even asked him about it, because when he was uh, around, I once asked him about this letter, and he said, yeah. He was a bocher, he was trying to learn chassidus, and he was trying to understand, so he wrote to the Rebbe's klotz kashis. So he's like apologizing why he's asking these, like, nadasha questions. And the Rebbe says, it's not klotz kashis, they're touching upon fundamental subjects, because people got used to them, they don't pay attention to their content. They take it for granted. It's like when you learn many times the words atzilas, bri, atzida. You don't start, you stop giving thought. You're just uh, repeating words. This itself, that people use these litim kufis on, uh, in, in, in time to time, so nidma, the Rebbe underlines the word nidma. People imagine, or people uh, delude themselves into thinking that they're understood completely. Though, after iyun, after the delving into it, it becomes obvious that most of them are still not understood and comprehended. So no, it's not klotz kashis. It's just that some people got used to using the words, so they, uh, you know, someone asked, what's mamala klam? I'm sure all of you will have something to say. You know, you, you, you look at this, you know the words. But when you really start digging deeper and someone who doesn't know what mamala klam says, so why, why do I need to know this? You realize that you may, you may be missing the point. So that's what the Rebbe is telling him, it's not klotz kashis. Now, the Rebbe says, v'cheinu b'chol and the same is true with all wisdom and all knowledge, all, all science as well. The part that needs the most iyun and depth, those are the, the parts that include the axioms, the muskolos rishenis, which means the fundamental principles. From that particular respective science or, or, or school of thought and its foundations. So in other words, if someone will say to you, two plus two equals four, fine. But someone will ask you, why do we need to know numbers, a set of numbers? What do you say of the musculation? Not everyone could answer that question. So in other words, a lot of things that we know, we assume we, it's a given. I remember when I was teaching in one of the mazes here. So in the beginning of the year, I would always ask the students to write a short paper, one page or two pages. Why are you from? Why are you from? And I remember the first time I suggested it, some of the students didn't exactly, they were a little surprised. Some of them actually went to complain to the Anhola that I'm asking a question that everyone, you know, Nasev and Ishma, Kabbalah, Sale, what do you mean why I'm from? The just said you should be from. But my point was to make them think. Are you from because your parents are from and you grew up with it? Are you from because you studied all the different options like yesterday and you came to understand Atiyadaiti, that Teda Mitzvah is Emma Slamite? Are you from because your Neshama feels it? You know, there's a lot of ways, a lot of reasons. 
So my point was to make them think in a way where based on the same idea that Rebbe is saying here, to understand what is the most condition. You know, sometimes we take for granted. And that's why it's easy for us to talk to, our, to talk to your people like yourself. It's easy to explain something. Try to explain something to someone that doesn't have the same you say to say you do, and you suddenly realize, one second, I don't necessarily have all the answers. So that Rebbe is essentially saying that in every mother, Chochmah, you need to be, yet Chochmah, Madah, the Chilik that needs most explanation and needs, is the thing that is the fundamental you say this. So it's not Klotzkash's Bikitzer. Shailas Elu, Misugzeh, and this type of these type of questions from this category that's fun, talking about the fundamental you say this the axioms are difficult to explain in a letter. Especially now, the Rebbe said doesn't have time to mind. The Rebbe wasn't Rebbe yet, by the way. It's Tov Shenches, so there's no time to be mindich. So the Rebbe says, "I'll write bekitzer." Here's the shaila. So I wanted to read Agdoma because I thought it was also good to hear the Rebbe writing very clearly how you're supposed to think. That you don't take anything for granted. You have to begin with the Yisod. Like, what, why, why do you assume something? Very many classes I give and so on, I'll often say that there are certain assumptions at this class. If you want to understand, like, for example, we are assuming that God exists and God created the world and he gave the Torah. If someone wants to understand how do, why do we assume that, that's another class. Then we have to discuss. We're going to talk about the, the, the rise that Hashem exists. Or how do you know Tate is uh, MS? But you can't always in every class explain every Yisod and every Muskodishan. Even though in truth is that's where you should always begin. So, but it puts things into that context. So here's now, this is where I really want to go with the Elamis. The Shiloh that he asked, the Rebbe writes, Shiloh, Mepnema Nikra Elam Atzilas Elam Hanelam Mekolchai. Elam Abriya Elam Akisei. So the Rebbe is addressing the question that this, uh, this label Bistritsky asked as a bocher, that there's a name that Atzilus is called, Elam Nelam Kolchai, means a world that's concealed from all of us. Um, Bri is called the world of the throne, Kisei, Kisei HaKovet, Yitzira Elam HaMalochim, the world of angels, and Asiya is Elam HaGalgal. And the Rebbe gives now the tshuva. Hine kol dover hanasa b'seichel v'chachma yesh b'keiches, I'm sorry, yesh b'kavona v'tachlis. So you'll see some of the ideas I shared today and other classes are literally also an explanation of this letter or based on this letter. Everything that's created with seichel and chachma and wisdom has a, has a purpose, has a kavona and a tachlis, an intention and a tachlis. What is the Rebbe saying? That if it's not a piseichel, yeah, if somebody that... Uh, is not using seichel, can, can go and, and build something and doesn't have to have a kavon, it's tam nonsense. But if it's with, built with, uh, with the seichel and chachmeh, it's going to have a purpose. That you build a machine, you build a, a technology, whatever it is that you build, has a kavon of a tachlis. So it's understood that all the details, both the general thing that you created and the details have to be in such a manner that is going to fulfill the tachlis so for example you see a, a house and you look at a room and you say I don't know why this room is necessary okay so you have to go back to the architect and find out what was the purpose and then you realize oh even though I didn't understand there was a purpose so there's no such thing as a detail you build a machine 
every detail is necessary. <clears throat> so now the Rebbe says with that klal, so everything is to be reveal God's sovereignty, God's presence, Malchus, His authority. Okay. I mentioned this earlier. That everything Lakshmi is Lakfedi. It's created Lakfedi. That's the Rai that What's Kvede? That's Malchuse. To glorify, to honor, to respect, to accept godliness. And then it says, but also if you talk about Fasisif. Okay. Vihine Kamoisha Bakhlal. Kolanyan Shalmati Yeshlam Sherish Lamaila. Came befrat the machusa the rakia nishtalshlam machusa the ar. So the way it is in general that everything below has a root above, like we discussed earlier, like nishtalshlam mehen. If you have keches hanefesh, the human faculties is evolved from the esesfiris God's attributes. So came befrat also specifically machusa the rakia, like the Chazal say, nishtalshlam machusa the ar. That Malchus below on earth evolved from Malchus above. So just like from the, the way it is Malchus above in, in heaven, you can know the Minhogi, the customs of Malchus on earth. Rebbe gives the Marmakemus. The same as the other way around. That from looking at how Malchus on this earth is, is got, got, it runs, you can learn about that, about the Malchus of the Eibishter. So many times you see in the Medrash, you'll see the words Moshe Lamelech. So basically, the Rebbe is explaining that's why so many Medrashim will say, What do we have? How could we learn from a human being? about God, because that's the way the Abish created it. Like we discussed earlier, he created this world, and he created a world that from it we can learn things about the Abish. That's how the Abish made it. It's not saying that the human being is, is, is greater than God, God forbid, the opposite. The Abish created us in a way that the human and Malchus Lamata can teach us about Malchus Lamata. Okay. I'm already reading the whole letter, I see, but why not? It's an interesting letter. And there's a number of details that Rebbe now spells out, things we learn from Malchus below to Malchus above. You'll see in a moment how it's connected to the worlds and all of that. It's one example. 
that, that the people, the subjects of a, of a king, meaning people, the people that the king governs, they need to be Bavdolar Abba. You can't, they're not equals. We don't just enter into the king's palace whenever we want. This is Havdola. Nifrodim v'zorim v'rechekim kolosh natan yesham. And he brings here uh, from the Rambam. I'm just going to skip quickly. The Rambam brings halachas and hilchas malachim. Masimen lo yeima v'yira v'lo yamed b'fnei odom. B'fnei odom v'lo yedaberachus. Bottom line, all the halachas of Yiris HaMelech and Kovid HaMelech that we have in halachim. Why? Because they kablu lemelachalem kimakirim begedulose hakorek tzas al koponim. So we see one thing that. So we see here. We see that the people in a nation, an empire, are not in the same level as the king. They have to respect him because, and and recognize him as being superior to them. Gam, as much as he's the melech over the people, that's not kolinyone. That's not his homohus. So the second thing is that we have to know that the Melech is beyond being a Melech. He has a life of his own as well. Okay, then the Rebbe continues. And he's continuing this point. That this where the king has about on his own, with his own family or with himself, is because no shaykhs to the am altogether. He's b'shalei be'erach to him, to them. You sent me the second page as well, right? Yeah. And that's why Razal say, let me just see, I'm moving from one page to the next. Give me a minute. That's the remez of Chazal. That we don't see a melech as he's without clothing. Because it's his own world. It's not your business to know what's going on by the melech in his own private place. Then, he says, there's the next step. There's when the melech, kishu melech, so the first step is the Melech as he is privately in his own world. We'll soon see that's Atzilus, Nelamakolchai. But then there's the Melech as how he, how he imagines and he envisions the Tzorche Ha'am, the needs of the nation, of the people. So even there, Adain Eina Am it's within the Melech, he's imagining what, the, what his nation, what his people need. So that's step two. Then the king comes out from his inner sanctum where he sits on the kisei where he is associating with the people. So now he's already ruling and governing the people. And sometimes he also notifies, What's the word here? Now when the king is already on this level, 
Even though people may not see him, but everyone knows that he's ruling and governing them. The next step is the, the Melech himself doesn't go. He sends Shluchim to pass on to all the people in the country, in his empire, what he wants. And with that, the Rebbe then goes back and says, He says, The king on his own is Ifnat Simpson. When he is envisioning the nation, it's called Elam. So still within the king, but he's already envisioning existence, the Am. When he goes out and sits on his throne, that's when the king sends his shluchim to the people all over the country. Here the melech, the Ebesh is already giving us teda and telling us exactly what he wants from us. The actual pkudas, the actual orders that we hear from the king. That's And it's going all the way to all the Brias, all the creations in this lowest of worlds. And that's how the letter ends. And the Rebbe signs his name. So because time is a little late, I'm going to explain it next week more in detail. But you see here a fascinating letter where the Rebbe takes Poshra, a physical example and explains the Elamis, starting from Lifinat Simpson, Atzilus Bri, Atzilasiyah, in a way of essentially different levels of how we relate to the Ebishter. But I want to elaborate more because obviously it's a very profound concept. But this was the Rebbe's answer to Abocher who asked Klotzkashis. And uh, so I think we can learn a lot from this. So I'll stop here. Everyone have a good day. And we'll continue next week.